Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. So glad you found us. If this is your first time, we certainly hope it's not your last time, would invite you to click on the digital connection card up here in the corner and let us know who you are and just maybe how we could pray for you or any information we maybe can provide. And then if this is your spiritual home, we say welcome to you and say thanks for being with us online. We are grateful that we're back in the building and the lights are on. Uh, lights actually came on late Friday night and so grateful for all those that made that a possibility. I know there's still some crews in the southern part of Bristol County that are working to restore life to normal or at least what it was uh, to, before last week. But as we think about this week, there's so many things that are going on in our community and people are taking time for vacation and we just want to jump right into this week's message. But I want to go back. Here we are. It's week 10 in our series called Witness. And we've been through so many different understandings of this. And part of what I've been trying to do is lay down some rocks that we need to navigate through as we think about our witness to come and see and go and tell. As I do a quick recap, where we've been over these last nine weeks is unpacking this idea of what it means to be a witness, to come and see and go and tell. And if you remember, week one, we used a quote from Ed Stetzer at the Billy Graham Center they remind us that the moment we're in doesn't change the mission that we're on. And no matter where we find ourselves, that it was as true for the early church as it is for us today. And then again, I'd point you to the sermon archives as we work through the idea of that we need to have words of conviction, that we need to celebrate uh, kindness at the same time. Kindness doesn't mean that we let people walk all over us. So sometimes we have to speak up in our culture that as we live our life and as faithful servants to Jesus, we that we dance as Derwin Gray shared with the rhythms of grace, which he pulled out of Paul's teaching to remind us that it's out of our spiritual disciplines that when we exercise life the way Jesus instructs us, that people are going to see it and want to dance along with us. And then also know that our pain matters. The things that we push through can actually be a way to connect with people. And then we unpack the idea of what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then we celebrated our graduates as we talked about the passing of the baton and last week we talked about growing our character. When I think about the last two years of where we've been as a church, I want to even think in the larger sense of where the church Linden Road's been since I came here in October of 2014, was reminded even last week uh, by Matt Skolnick that uh, he celebrated my commissioning day, which I didn't realize was a thing. Uh, but he actually has it on his calendar and wanted just to say how grateful he was for my participation as I uh, join in the team of just shaping the kingdom and advancing the kingdom both here in Mansfield but also for our presbytery. And at the same time, when I think about all the different outreaches that we've done through the church, through our partnership with Love and Name of Christ, there's just so many amazing things. And they're small in some regards because we're not talking about hundreds of people that have been impacted on a, on a monthly basis. But it is the truth that people's lives have been impacted, people that we'll never know uh, because of the generosity of so many others. And we've done the meals at St. Luke's, and we've stood on our front porch here and given out uh, candies and potato chips and hot dogs over uh, several different times to celebrate just what it means to be in the community. And then we've celebrated baptisms uh, in the last couple of years with a couple of our children stepping forward and making a profession of faith. And so even though things aren't what we want them to be, they don't look like what it was prior to the pandemic, we do understand that God is being faithful in what he's called us to be a part of. And again, standing on Ed Stetzer's understanding that the moment we're in doesn't pause the mission that God's called us to be a part of. 
And so as Linden Road, we say that we want to love God and love others with no limits. And that's where we're moving each day. So I just want to thank God for his work here. Thank God for all that he's done thus far. And that the fact is we stand on the shoulders of men and women who over 200 years ago made a decision to make a statement about who they were in their Reformed tradition as Presbyterians to establish a church here as an outpost of the kingdom and the faithfulness of so many that have led through that uh, to bring us to this day. And then the question is, what does tomorrow look like? Well, we know as scripture encourages not to worry about tomorrow, but to be faithful in what we're called to be of today. Let's take a moment and give thanks to God through a hymn that will remind us of his faithfulness as we think about all that's been done through the life of Linden Road over these many years. Right, it is God's faithfulness. As we think about how to witness, as we've laid this out, the idea of witnessing is simply this, is taking what Jesus did in my life and sharing it with someone else so they can experience him too. It's just that simple, to let them hear what God has done in, in our lives, in your life and in my life together. Let's look at a scripture from the book of Acts. Remember, Acts is the second gospel of Luke. Dr. Luke uh, shares many different stories about how the kingdom grew during those uh, first uh, few years of the early church. And he says this beginning in verse 25, about midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them and suddenly there was a great earthquake and so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once, he and all of his family. Then he brought them into his house and set food before them and rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. It's just an amazing story, a story to remind us of how we take our circumstances and even though it may be difficult, how God can use them. Now, the truth is we follow the command of the Great Commission, right? That, that's all this idea of what Ed Stetzer reminds us that the moment we're in doesn't pause the mission we are on. And what is that mission? Well, let's be reminded. The focus of the mission is to do the Great Commission. And here again in Scripture, in Matthew, Jesus says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. See, the truth is, Paul and Silas were focused on the mission. They realized in their circumstance, I mean, they're just two people, but they loved Jesus, and they were on a mission. And if you read their stories in the Bible, the one thing that you're going to see, that the thread that runs through it, is they did not take the message and tuck it away in their heart. Paul was convinced to tell everyone he could. And that should be an encouragement to our uh, opportunity and our responsibility that we're not to take the message and store it away. And then we need to think about the ripple effect that we have by sharing with other people. Because the reality is God has placed uh, strategically people in your life 
where you can share the gospel with them and share the hope that you have so that they can know the hope of Jesus Christ. That's an amazing opportunity. We need to see here that Paul was following the command of the Great Commission. And we need to be reminded that, first of all, that command is universal, meaning everyone who loves Jesus has been called to do this, to share the gospel. And that, secondly, some of us need to focus on Jesus so that we can focus on the mission. The writer of Acts says to us in chapter 1, verse 10, as he records the story of Jesus' ascension, says there, as Jesus has gone into heaven, he says, verse 10, And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Which means that we don't want to just stand there and gaze at Jesus. That We actually have a responsibility. So this story here in Acts is to remind us that Jesus is going to be with us always. And he's not going to be up in the sky. And in fact, we learned when we talked about Pentecost that his Holy Spirit is with us and equips us and gives us power to go spread the gospel, to be able to be his witness. Paul and Silas were on mission, and because they were on mission, it set them up for such an incredible opportunity to start a ripple effect. Thinking back to this story here, I mean, first of all, as we read the story, the guard who was keeping Paul and Silas captive was going to kill himself. I think we all know someone who is on the verge of spiritually and even physically giving up on life, having no hope. And again, that's been part of the encouragement through this series to be reminded that we as people of faith, have hope, and we need to offer that to the world around us. But it's interesting here that Paul calls for the man, the guard, and we see the phrase, come and see, go into action, right? The Bible says the man rushed in. He saw what God had done, and he gave his life to Jesus, and then he told his entire family, and they were saved as well. I want to talk about the ripple effect and how our lives can make an impact. And so I've invited my friend Scott who many of us know, to join me in that. So the magic of technology, now Scott's here with me. <laughs> so we actually are connected because of this picture. Um, there was a gentleman by the name of Glenn. Many people would remember him if you're a longtime member. Uh, but Glenn uh, was steadfast yes. in so many ways. And, yes, he was. And we're talking about the ripple effect. And so it's been probably a decade, right, since... Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Glenn invites you, right? And I think even before that, he was like bringing you the worship programs when we used to do those things. Yes, yes, yeah. he was. So what was it about Glenn's life that... He was just a great neighbor, you know. He, <laughs> he was quiet. Right. He, and uh, he also needed somebody to cut his hair, so <laughs> he, had, he had clippers, so I cut his hair. Right, right. <laughs> and he... He insisted on giving me five dollars each time I cut his hair. Well, Glenn, yeah. you don't have to. Right. No, I insist. Right. Right. <laughs> well, and I just remember when I I first met him. Very quiet. He always loved hanging out hanging out at the back here and doing the worship bulletins to make mm -hmm. sure everybody got that. And then I remember when we paid tribute after he passed. Uh, we all wore flannel shirts yes. because that was his <laughs> his was hallmark. His thing, yeah. But, you know, fast forward and you know, here, who would have known? I mean, we've been through so many different things. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, we didn't see each other for a couple of years, you and I. And, but yet, uh, over the last uh, many months, and if anyone's watched the videos over the last, whenever we share a story about what's going on in the church, if you notice anything, you'll notice that the floors are shining. <laughs> and that's because of Scott's, your good work and your talents as being uh, 
attention to details, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So what motivates you in that? That gives me a sense of purpose. Since I'm, I'm waiting on my on, on retirement, Social Security start, and not working, so this gives me a sense of purpose and gives me something to do, and it's a positive thing. Right, and we benefit. I mean, just the season we're in, you know, the, it's, things are a little more difficult than we want them to be, but yet I really appreciate your heart and your passion for excellence. So the building, even the idea of we had the storm that came through last week, and so I know you went out and picked up sticks that were in the parking lot because, again, we want people to know that um, we're a welcoming space and... Yeah, so many good things like that. Mm -hmm. And when we think about how we host NA and AA, and those are folks that we generally don't see. All we see is that what they leave behind. <laughs> and, and at the same time, you've made the building very presentable. And so, again, it's just amazing that Glenn, you know, invites you through a period of time. And then you got connected. And actually, for a while, you served here on staff mm -hmm. as a paid staff person. Right into the custodial work right. and then uh, different season uh, then COVID happened right. and then I remember Carolyn Fowler said hey the floors are looking pretty messy because we really hadn't done anything with them for a while and, and so you, and you gave me a call yeah well yeah. she reached out to me yeah you <laughs> did yeah and so I'm so grateful for that but again it's this idea of what we call the ripple effect so a relationship with Glenn yeah. ends up Glenn I, I took care of him when he had cancer I, I was making sure he's get, getting his medications and his and his pain meds, so he could actually sleep at night. And right. Actually, set up a baby monitor. So if he needed help, all he had to do was talk to the baby monitor, and I could come across the hall. Right. And help him out. Well, and I remember that day we were actually were here for Bible study, so it was a Thursday, and you called and said, "I think he's passed." Mm -hmm. And yeah. so some of the men in the church who were here for Bible study came down. And came down, and we prayed with you, and yeah. prayed with uh, Glenn, and and just leaned into that and then we celebrated his life and and in a sense that ripple of his life is you now doing in a way that uh, blesses others so i'm just so grateful so on behalf of all of us thank you thank you you're welcome i i, I like what i do here yeah we we really appreciate it so thank you for that blessings so again here we see the ripple effect this idea that a friend of ours a common friend by the name of glenn who was faithful to the very end of serving Jesus in his house here by being faithful, uh, that Scott was able to walk with him in a final season of life. And yet it was out of Glenn's generosity of his time and talent and treasures that uh, connected Scott to the church. And then like so many of us, uh, we got disconnected uh, because of COVID. And then in a season of life where uh, as this church continues to move into what the next chapter will be, uh, we reached out to Scott, and as you heard, he finds purpose uh, by coming here. And though many people don't see the work that he does, see him doing the work, what they do see, and as I said in our conversation, it, any of the videos that we've shown of the good work that's, that's been going on here, here at the church, uh, getting ready for the meal we provided downtown last week or other times for pots and pans, if you take a look and pay attention to the floors, you'll see that they, uh, they glisten. And that's a simple act, but it's important, especially as we offer our space to NA and to AA and even to the Girl Scouts, that the, this place is a, a welcoming environment. And so I'm really grateful for that. The faithfulness of Glenn brought Scott and, and then brings the church and we can celebrate Glenn's life and, and it has a literal life-saving effect.
what the story tells us about Paul and Silas is the idea that when we have freedom, that freedom is not a means for us to escape, but the way Paul and Silas leveraged it as an opportunity to bear witness to what Jesus had done. So the question I want to ask you is, what miracle has Jesus done in your life that you need to share with others? So Paul and Silas were miraculously freed from their confinement, but they did not view their freedom as a means of escape, but as an opportunity to bear witness. And as Christ followers, we need to care about others rather than ourselves, especially those that don't know him, don't know Jesus, that are far from him, or even those, I would argue, that are what we call the de-churched, people who were active in church and then for whatever reason, uh, particularly through the season of COVID, have become disconnected to reach out to them and encourage them to join again in fellowship. So I go back to this larger question today is what miracle has Jesus done in your life that you need to share with others. What we're trying to say here clearly is that God has freed you, and he's freed you not to give you freedom as just an escape, but so you could use your story to bear witness to other people and give hope. So it's a simple strategy as we talk about come and see and go and tell. It's basically pray, invite, and bring. That's the strategy. And so the question I wanna ask you in this week ahead is how can you be a witness? Well, first of all, very practically, think of five people, five people that you could invite into a conversation. Uh, there's several small groups that take place here at the church. There's one on Wednesday night that you're free to be a part of. It starts at 5.30, usually over a meal. They're working through a book. There's also Thursday Bible study here, or it could even be virtually, and we can talk about how to make that happen. Maybe a watch party where you take the video from each week's message and share it with others and have a conversation. So would you commit to invite five people? And then to be reminded that your mission field is not just once, but you have to stay in contact with people. This is more than simply tagging somebody on Facebook and sharing the post. You have to be consistent about it. It's not just one time, but it's multiple times. And that same time, as we think about pray and invite and bring, is to believe for God to touch these people over the next few days, the next weeks, months, and even the next 12 months, and would you commit to pray for them by name? And then would you share what we're doing here at Linden Road, both virtually here online, because there's, a, there's an opportunity here because of the virtual connection that we can share things that are not uh, time-bound, that you don't have to be in the building at 10 a.m. to take advantage of conversation and to see how God might use that. So just to wrap up, Come and see what God will do in your life. And then when you experience the life change, then go and tell someone that so they too can experience the very thing that you've experienced. Paul and Silas, as we saw in their story, were miraculously freed from their confinement, but they did not view their freedom as a means of escape, but rather as an opportunity to bear witness. And so let's do that together here. So let's pray. Thanks for being with us this week. Uh, again, you, the charge that you've got is you think about come and see and go and tell is, you know, who comes to mind that you need to share uh, something that's happened to you about the faithfulness that God has shown up. And then as you think about how that could impact the world, be reminded that it's because you've been blessed to be a blessing that you get to go forward and serve Christ in his name. And so go and do that. Have a great week. <laughs>